everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. What's up? I'm in my tiny office room. I know, it's so cute. I just see like the, the, the Christmas lights you've done up in there. Yeah, we just switched them out. They're bluish white now mm-hmm. instead of the bright white the, or the yellow that they were. Nice. I've also got this blues blanket next to me. <laughs> That I'm uh-huh. using as a curtain because oh. I can't get to the window to hang a curtain because I have put a shelf thing right. situation thing going on there. Yeah. So, yeah. And and it is a tiny office. Do you know the dimensions of it to share with our listeners? It's like six feet by two feet or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like a closet. But it's this is literally LA, where they where they say, "Hey, you get an office included." So technically, this was my apartment balcony, and they turned it into an office. That's very it's very interesting, LA architecture. You know how people just turn their balconies into like storage spaces? Oh yeah, which is what this room essentially is half the time when I'm like working, like not freelance, mm-hmm. trying to use it more. Yeah, I cleaned it little- out cave yes yeah if you don't get the gist ashley and i are filmmakers (laughs) we live in closets we're like harry potter exactly and we're here on this podcast to discuss romantic comedies normally we watch in chronological order but this time well yeah like this time we had an emergency Emergencies declared. Emer- like states of emergency in the blanket fort. <laughs> yes. You know what? I love it. <laughs> Today, we needed some Cary Grant in our lives. Yes. So we attempted several times, for me at least, uh, to watch 1937's <sighs> The Awful Truth, which apparently my Roku hates. I don't know. It's... it's- Roku doesn't understand emergency. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah, the Roku, it refused to watch it on, or if you refused to let me watch it on Amazon Prime and YouTube. So I had to resort to coming out into my living room and oh not God, watching yeah. on my bed. It was terrible. You had to get out of your bed. Yeah. <laughs> what a life. Tell us about it, please. Well, so the information from IMDb goes as thus. Unfounded suspicions lead to a married couple to begin divorce proceedings, whereupon they start undermining each other's attempts to find new romance. New romance. That um, Lady Gaga song. No. (laughs) Rava. Rama, Rama, Gaga, ooh la la, want your bad romance. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Literally, I feel like this description just describes my marriage. <laughs> Especially the unfounded suspicious suspicions. Your marriage is a divorce comedy, a 1930s divorce yeah, comedy. It really is. But like, we don't believe that each other is cheating on one another. We just believe that. There are suspicions. They're out to get you. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) You're like, have you seen Sam? (laughs) Mm. I mean, we do have an accurate count on how many times I would like to stab him in a week. So 
Yeah. I love it. Like, I don't get to see Sam as often lately, but Ashley still sends me pictures of him. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> I get my updates on Sam, what he looks like, what he's wearing, what he's buying. <laughs> I mean, it's great. <laughs> Ever since he heard that there was a possibility that he would get hired, which spoiler alert, he got hired, um, <laughs> that he started to like buy fancier clothes again. And I don't mm. know if you know this about Sam, but he's a very metrosexual person. But I mean, are they fancier clothes or are they grown-up clothes? Like, is he becoming a grown-up now? Is he no, he's finally a- like, I am 30, I'm going to ditch the, the same shit I wore in college? No, he used to dress like this. Like, when mm. we, like a long time ago, when we first started dating, before he moved here, like he dressed very well. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like now we're just like, we're about to talk about this movie, which is about marriage. And we're talking about our only marriage uh, expert on the show, which is you. <laughs> Please don't Out of us, the marriage you. expert. Please don't. I don't like Out this. Of, <laughs> for this. For this show, you're the married one. <laughs> I reject the term expert <laughs> on moral grounds. Okay, let's get back to the movie then. (laughs) Well, this movie stars Irene Dunn, Cary Grant, who we've previously seen in like every movie ever on this podcast that we've loved, (laughs) aka His Girl Friday, Monkey Business, An Affair to Remember, Kiss Them for Me, That Touch of Mink, and Charade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some really big hitters in that one. Yeah. Oof. It's like movie geeks should just have a Cary Grant. Their uh their fantasy draft. Their fantasy draft Cary Grant. Yes. Justin, I'm tagging you in this. <laughs> Make our dreams come true. This movie also stars Ralph Bellamy, who we also saw in His Girl Friday, Coming to America, and Pretty Woman. He got around. Mm-hmm. Long you, career. Yeah. Long career. Uh it was directed by Leo McCary who directed An Affair to Remember. Mm-hmm. And it was edited by Al Clark. And shout outs to all of the assistant editors who did not get credit. Yeah, it's a 1937. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have rules. What were rules? Credits. What are rules? <laughs> they Who have to like credits? do all the be- credits in the front where they're just yeah. like, and then this person, the end, let's movie now. Uh, the movie was an hour and 30 minutes long, which was a very nice length. It yes. has a 7.9 out of 10 IMDb rating, but no Metascore rating. Poor Metascore. <laughs> At the 1938 Academy Awards, this movie won Best Director for Leo McCary, and it was also nominated for Best Picture for Columbia, for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Irene Dunn, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Ralph Bellamy, Best Writing Screenplay for Vina, Vina Delmar? Vina. Vina. And it also was nominated for Best Film Editing for Al Clark, which that had to have been like one of the early film mm-hmm. editing noms because mm-hmm. this was not a thing that started with the Academy Awards trivia. Mm-hmm. Did you read the Wikipedia article on this movie? I did not. I read the IMDb trivia. We must talk about the director, Leo McCary's style in making this film and how 
he upset everybody. <laughs> I mean, I can understand that. This movie, when it went into production, even though it was like based on a play, I believe, didn't have a script, which is interesting because as we just said, it got a nomination for best writing. But essentially, a lot of the movie was improv day one. Like they had the structure. They knew like where they were going, but they would just like show up. The actors kind of expected a script, but you know it was improv or they rehearse it and then they just kind of play it out, which you you do see that a lot now with uh, certain directors, but back then really like unheard of. Yeah, it's hard to do. And if you're like a classically trained actor, it's really hard to get out of the, the mindset of not having a script. Uh, I think all of the three main actors tried to get out of this contract. <laughs> At one point, yes. I remember yeah. seeing that on the IMDb. And Cary Grant was just like, this is going to bomb. Bomb and a half. And it did not. No. Did very well. Much to Launched his him off. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Just throw yeah. it yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it came together. And the other thing I wanted to add uh, about the editing was that I think in the IMDb trivia, it also said like he shot what he was going to shoot for the edit and nothing else. So he had control of the edit on set that explains a lot actually there were several like weird jump cuts at some mm. point some what felt like just weird takes yeah i mean some of them they're just like let's roll and see what the actors do and that yeah and he's like great love it print yeah this guy i don't be like he's ahead of his time he you know he i caused a lot of strife while this was going on but hey sometimes you're like the end product well, can you think it like can you just imagine it's all only one camera it's not like today where you're shooting mm. multiple cameras for the improv so you do have a- abilities to cut away from things god that would suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah as we mentioned talking about the era uh this fits in with screwball comedies and also divorce comedies were very much a thing of like couples in the beginning being like, I don't want you anymore than spend the whole movie going back and forth and get together in the end. Because you got to learn how to work through a marriage. You know, it was the time people didn't want to think about the great wars happening. It's, it's an escapist movie, which is uh, exactly why we wanted to do it. <laughs> to escape our problems. Escape art. Um, I think that's all I have on some the background of the movie. Do you have anything else? No, it's just very difficult to watch on television or on streaming. I got it fine on my laptop. Just went to the Amazon page, rented. Okay, we start out in, uh, we determine that it's the the great uh, city of New York. Gotham City. Gotham? With a book. With Batman? Yeah. We start out with a book. They do that a lot, the, the once upon a time sort of dealio just so you know that escape all your troubles of war (laughs) so we meet our guy jerry cary grant he's at like a health club is that what it was i thought he was on like a ship or something you know a men's health club and he's doing the thing where he's getting the tan and his buddy's like let's play tennis and he's like nah man i have to look like i was in florida for my wife (laughs) to think i was in florida 
And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Why you not in Florida, bitch? Yeah. Let's not talk about it, homie. I'll hit you up later. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, so he goes back to his apartment and he's bringing this, his wife a big gift, this lovely fruit basket, being like, I miss you, darling, but she's not there. She's nowhere to be found. And, like, her mail is still unanswered from yesterday. And, you know, he has his friends over and his friends are like, where your wife at? And, you know, it's super embarrassing when your friends are like, where your wife at? And you're like, oh, she should be here. I have all this fruit for her. Let me give you my fruit. <laughs> this is a part of my vows. Hey, don't mock the vows. I'm sorry. Are, are there fruit in your vows? No, but there is hockey tickets. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, his friends are like, oh, maybe she's not here on purpose. I don't know. Whatever. It's just getting really embarrassing because she, he's like, oh, I know where she is. She's totally with her aunt Patsy, whose name keeps switching between Patsy and Patty throughout the movie. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah. I was very <laughs> confused. Okay. <laughs> I, and at one point, I thought she was holding like a new uh, Samsung phone. <laughs> it was her It was her cigarette case, but I was just like, uh, wow. <laughs> Netflix is trying to like do some really <laughs> awesome cross promotion for Jessica Jones. Okay. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's like, it, yeah, no big, no big. She's just with her Aunt Patsy in their cabin. And then like Aunt Patsy walks in and is just like, what's up? Where's uh, where's Lucy? And then, ooh, awkward. <laughs> this is the drama of the movie. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> they really just like jump right into it, as the YouTubers say. Yeah, let's jump right into it. <laughs> we see you, Philip DeFranco. And your oh my goodness. catchphrases. Okay, so Lucy does show up, and then she shows up with a man. Ooh. Not just any man, a foreign, foreign man. man. Yeah, an, an Italian mm. man? You know, they had to keep it ambiguous. <laughs> As to not to offend? No, just because the studio hated everything. <laughs> he actually spoke French, like, naturally. Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, 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 no French. And then he's like, okay, Italian. They're like, no, 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 not Italian. No. Everyone's at war. Let's not yeah. anything. Ambiguous foreign man. <laughs> you just can't be German. He also had a bad time on set. <laughs> I mean, even the dog had a bad time on set. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we'll get into the dog in a minute. Yeah. Um, She's like, oh, hey, I was just... um. At a hotel with Armand here because he was driving me back yesterday and his car broke down. So we had to, you know, spend the night. But it's, you know, all in the up and up. That's what happened. Nothing happened. Clearly. You know. <laughs> and then, of course, you see all the friends like, ooh, we're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> back away slowly from this situation. <laughs> Whereas nowadays, friends would just like go in the kitchen and start making some popcorn. <laughs> or do you just put your headphones on? Like free show. Yes. I'm like, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's like this tension 
but she's like, why be suspicious? Nothing happened. Side note, I love the way that Cary Grant is like perched on top of the couch. Yes. Yes. I told Sam this too. I was just like, look how adorable he is. Like he just, (laughs) he's just there to have Mm -hmm. like fun. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's all he wants in life. (laughs) Yes. That's all I need. So once the friends leave, now Jerry is free to like bring his claws out against Armand <laughs> and be like, uh, why are you still here? Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the get out gif of Carrie Grant. Yes. Get out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love him so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like before he was like, oh yes, of course, darling, friends leave. Like, uh, excuse you, what? <laughs> but you know what? Jerry, of course, is not a saint himself. She notices that in the fruit basket that she got, it's from California. This is California fruit. It's specifically California fruit. I mean, no way that back in that day you'd get imported fruit like that. <laughs> this is some hippie fruit. We don't want that. We don't want that hippie fruit. So uh, they start arguing a bit more. They kind of argue a bit about how, you know, they're not really excited to see each other right now, even though they've had some time apart. And he's like, you don't read my letters. What's up? What's up? And she's like, what's up with you, (laughs) sir? Yeah. And he's like, so you're just going to go sleep around. (laughs) And she's like, how dare you be suspicious of me? I am. A perfect angel. I deeply enjoyed the amount, one, the amount of shade that Carrie Grant threw, but also the like over dramatic, over the top <laughs> insanity that he brought to this. Yeah. She's like, if you don't believe me, uh, why don't you call up our lawyer and get a divorce? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he, why don't you? <laughs> She's like, I will. He's like, I bet you will. She's like, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. And he's like, on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, lawyer, I want a divorce. That's how you do it. That's how you initiate divorce. Hello, lawyer. <laughs> divorce, please. Mr. Lawyer, man. I'll take one. <laughs> I would like a really easy, simple no time consuming. None mm-hmm. of this court system. I'm becoming Tahani from the good place, apparently. <laughs> the good place. That's who I go to for this. We get the scene with the with their lawyer, which was actually added after there were t- some test screenings, I believe, because people didn't know the tone of the film at the start. So he needed like this really funny scene in the beginning of the movie to set the tone. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny? I didn't like the lawyer. I thought the lawyer was kind of a dick. I was just like, well, that's 1937 humor (laughs) where he tells his wife to shut the fuck up. But this podcast is romantic comedies from the lens of modern day. (laughs) Yes. Just saying it wasn't funny enough for me. Will you explain what happened in the scene? Basically, the lawyer is just like, are you sure you don't want a divorce? Are you sure? Because marriage Marriage is beautiful. Darling, shut up and go back to dinner. No, shut up, my wife. (laughs) No, eat your dinner, sir. No, bitch. Let me talk (laughs) to this woman. Marriage is a beautiful gift from God. That's what this was. 
<laughs> marriage is beautiful. Woman, if you do not shut the fuck up. <laughs> it also, I think that I, at one point I was just like, is that woman Auntie M from The Wizard of Oz? Because that would be amazing. <gasps> I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out. Who it's it those vibes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then we then we go to divorce court and the primary subject of divorce court is who gets the dog? Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. The dog was apparently a demon on set. Yeah. It bit our beautiful Cary Grant. He's a known biter, but he was also <laughs> way more important than our stars because they had to like delay filming on this because the dog kept getting booked out on other pictures. <laughs> yep. The dog was more important. Yep. It's like there was only only one trained dog in Hollywood, and he sucked because he just (laughs) no. He was adorable when he like covered his eyes with like for the that that we have to teach Xander how to do that because that was adorable. Play hide and seek. Yeah, yeah. No, the there were lots of dog tricks in the movie, but yeah, behind the scenes, the dog is known for not getting along with talent, as is his right. (laughs) But they did like drop him down like three feet <laughs> yeah which was disturbing a bit yes but the courtroom scene where yes the dog has to choose who he wants to be with which sam and i discussed it and he agreed that xander would come to me that he well, would yeah just, he would ignore sam xander is your emotional support friend well he's my service dog yeah he does actual tasks now but yes, he is my beautiful, lovely, adorable puppy dog. But he would think about it, I think. I mean, if you're both there being like, come on, come on, Xander, come to me. What does he do? I don't know. We'll have to try. Maybe, that, oh, maybe that'll be our content for, for Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Somebody's going to end up crying. It won't be me. So Lucy ends up cheating and um, is hiding the dog's favorite squeak toy in her in her muffler. Which was genius. And cheating. Which I don't know how anybody didn't hear the squeak squeak. I mean, she's a woman. It's in her muffler thing. That's mysterious woman things. We're a bunch of yep. men. Okay, so then sometime after this, maybe the next day, maybe sometime that week, who knows? Lucy and Aunt Patsy are hanging out in the apartment just like crying of boredom i mean lucy's like "Eh, i'm in a moment you know i'm getting a divorce let me have a moment and patsy's like i want to mingle with people and meet some men (laughs) you need a man get on that now Mm -hmm. even though as i don't think we've declared yet that aunt patsy is a spinster she's 100 a spinster she's what we all aspire to in life yeah but she's like down to party yeah, it's her life. She's got a cabin. Come on. <laughs> yeah, with a man in it. I think that was her brother, oh, Lucy's father. Lucy's father. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Patsy's like, let's go out and meet someone. And Lucy's like, nah. And she's like, fine, I'm going to go down to the bar and just talk to the bartender because he's a man. <laughs> Get it, Patsy. Patsy wants some D. Patsy is like, she just wants to be around. The D. She wants to be in the presence of the D. She wants the D to buy her a drink. (laughs) That's valid. She's a spinster. 
you know, she doesn't even get to the bar. She immediately runs into handsome neighbor in the hallway. Yep. And uh, brings him back. His name is Daniel Leeson, and he's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't know the words to Oklahoma. I've seen Oklahoma, and I still don't know the words to Oklahoma. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, yeah, she comes back to the apartment, man in tow, to meet Lucy. So she introduces them. But then, lo and behold, Jerry comes by. Surprise visit to see Mr. Smith, the dog. It's his day. Court-ordered day. I'm seeing this dog. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you with a man. A man? Yes. So Lucy has to introduce me like, this is my husband. Oh, for 59 more days. Just uh, Jerry's presence just like pisses everyone off because he's there to uh, be annoying. He's a man. He's a man who's angry that he's getting a divorce and wants to play with his dog and sing to him. I mean, that's all I want in life. <laughs> the next morning, Daniel's wearing a scarf. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was okay. It's like one of those like house scarves that men wore in the 30s. During the war. Where you're like, your smoking jacket. No, these yeah. are these are upper crust. That's like another thing about this is like, these are rich folks. Yes. <laughs> but they're not the richest folks in this story. True. To be noted. He lives with his mother. As you do. As you do. He's not married. Who, yeah. Who's going to take live care with your of mom. him? He is just gushing about the lovely night that he had with Lucy and that how he, you know, is really taken with her and may possibly be in love. And on the other hand, uh, Lucy and Patsy are talking about the night and Lucy's like, yeah, he's, he's cool, whatever. <laughs> and Patsy's like, he's a rebound. <laughs> and Lucy's like, no, 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 no. I, I like him. I genuinely like him. I'm going to get like, married. And Patsy's like, no, no, don't do it, girl. You got to be a spinster like me. You're, she's like, it's been one day into your separation. Stop it. <laughs> yup. I love that they're talking about rebounds in 1937. I feel like there was a lot of stuff like that that we just don't know about or don't mm-hmm. don't talk enough about. Because we think that like, oh, millennials invented this and that. And it's like, no, actually that happened like a long time ago. It's just come back into... Mm-hmm. into circulation of the human condition. Or just like we are on the internet, we communicate with a lot more people, verbiage gets spread around a lot. So some things seem like they're new, but it's just that we are interfacing with more people and different cultures and different backgrounds way more now. Yes. Damn internet. <laughs> so then they go on another date, but it's also at the same place that Jerry is going on. A date. He is on a date with a lady named Dixie Bell. Something like that, I think. I don't know. Um, All I know is that she ended up being like Marilyn Monroe. Country Marilyn. Yes. Pre-Marilyn Monroe. Dixie Bell Lee. She is, her thing is to be like, I don't know. She has this whole thing of like, it's the new accent she's trying. Maybe as like a vaudeville or actress sort of thing of like, being Southern Belle, mm-hmm. but that's not like she's not native Southern Belle. This is like her thing. She's this trying. This is like mocking her Southern shtick. Belle. Yeah, 
So yeah, Lucy and Daniel are there. Jerry joins them at their table being like, oh, oh, hey, I didn't see you guys here. You'll, of course, invite us to sit down. And then the sparks. <laughs> they are, are glowing. He uh, congratulates them on their engagement. So perhaps there has been some time passage. I know that we're supposed to, through this movie, get to that end, the end their like 60 day or 90 day or whatever. Mm-hmm time where their divorce is finalized but they don't really clarify passage of time so much but they do like do this where they're like oh congrats on your engagement da, 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 da. yeah it's my day we have such and such amount of time left or yeah blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah stuff like that and so jerry is making things tense by saying awkward things about how she's going to miss things in the big city or how she's going to not miss things. Mm -hmm. She's trying to convince herself that she's going to love corn or whatever (laughs) it is in Oklahoma. He's like, oh man, you're going to be great in Oklahoma. You're not going to miss being in New York. You're not going to miss the crazy fashion sales, any of the new stores or whatever. No, oh, it's going to be wonderful for you. You could just see her face like fall. Every time he says something, too, which was amazing acting. So apparently Lucy and Jerry have an investment together in a coal mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not doing so well. So Lucy proposes that Daniel buy Jerry's share of it and then that maybe they could work it and make some money off of it because Jerry wasn't doing so much on it. And, you know, with the divorce and all. He's done. That's one of the things you lose in the divorce, your coal mine. <laughs> I think I'm good with that. You know, I don't really like spreading black lung disease. Yeah. <sighs> so then at this time, we get a performance from our Dixie Belle because it is revealed she's like, because they're like, how did you guys meet? And she's like, oh, I work here. And then she's like, gotta go. So she has a performance, which is silly and embarrassing for this bourgeois crowd because it involves... It involves air. It involves air blowing her skirt up in the song to reveal her knickers. It's burlesque. And to them, it's like, well, we are now seeing your date's legs, which is awkward. That we gotta go. She's your date, and this is 1937. <laughs> yep. I saw her ankle. I must retire to my bedroom where I flog myself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> For having unclean thoughts. <laughs> but after that embarrassing moment passes, Jerry's like, uh, well, how come you guys aren't dancing? And Daniel's like, oh, Lucy hates to dance. And Jerry's like, oh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> yep. Why don't you take her out on the dance floor? Huh? Yeah. You dancing champ, you. Yeah. Because Daniel, as we are reminded constantly, is not from here. Not from this upper crust New York crowd. He's from Oklahoma, which is a whole different country by these standards. True. You know how they dance in Oklahoma? In a square. In a square. Some high stepping. I like how we've turned this movie about New York into (laughs) just a movie about Oklahoma. (laughs) I enjoy that. Lucy tries to keep up and a crowd does gather to watch their interesting dance style Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Jerry's very much enjoying himself. And uh, he pays the orchestra to play it again. <laughs> oh, Jerry. You know, I had a thought here that mm-hmm. are Jerry and Lucy just bougie assholes? Because Daniel is really not that bad. He's a bit of a sweetheart. But I think they're continuously like eye rolling because they're too bougie. Oh, no, that's 100%. That's the whole movie, I thought. Like, they're <laughs> that way with the dog. They're that way with the ant. They're that way at the cabin. So you're saying the moral of this movie is that they are two assholes that deserve each other. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Great. It makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> That's good. I was like, just a thought. Are we not supposed to like these guys or what? <laughs> Lovely. Uh, The next day, I don't know. There's a bit of some awkward mind talk about the coal mine with the three of them at... Lucy's apartment no at Daniel's apartment but then like Daniel's mom comes in and she has some hot tea (laughs) she came in pissed she's ready to spill that tea she's like uh Lucy so I was hanging out with so-and-so and they were talking and we were all talking about you guys and so rumor is that you're a cheating tramp so slut what's up (laughs) (laughs) what's good slut (laughs) she mean girled that shit uh the true regina george of the 1930s (laughs) and so they all kind of have to look to jerry now to deny it to save face for lucy so that she can get married because again a reminder 1937 like this is touched upon a little bit in the movie where jerry's like hey so do you need some money or something? And she's just like, I can take care of myself. Thanks. And he's like, is that why you're marrying Daniel? Essentially, it's just like, yeah, she has to marry someone to be able to keep affording to live. Because <laughs> she's a woman. Yeah. So he does her a solid here and says that, oh, no, no, no. Lucy is pure and amazing, and I am heartbroken to lose her. I was the cat in the relationship. (laughs) I am the cheating slut. (laughs) If you want a cheating slut, that's me. That's essentially what he said to her, and it was beautiful. (laughs) I love how when we update (laughs) movies, translate them. Yeah, it's that it's that 2019 lens what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is the whole. This is the bit. This is why people come to listen to us. Apparently, apparently, everybody's like, "Yeah, cool, 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 cool." But it's still like a bit sad mm-hmm. because you know we have to get down and dirty talking about divorce, which is a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. So Lucy just like runs back to her place, like I got a piece out, something in my eye. It's tears. I'm crying. Bye. Um, <laughs> She goes back to her place and then like Jerry shows up. And this is where he has the heart to heart of like, you need money. Mm-hmm. Is it cool? You cool? She's like, uh, you're, you're not a bad guy. Thanks. Thanks for pulling a solid right there. You're great. You're Thanks. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. I love you. I got my rip. Oh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, so uh, as he's on his way out, he doesn't quite make it out. Dan comes by to apologize so they just kind of hide jerry behind the front door <laughs> just stick him in there i love like this, oh because it kept hitting him in the face and it was so funny physical comedy of Cary grant 
We've missed it so much. Or I've missed it so much. Mm. You don't no, even yeah, I agree. understand, Justine. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No more rom-coms. It's just the Cary Grant. This is no longer a podcast. rom-com podcast. Yes. So, <laughs> Cary Grant all the time. We have to bring him back from the dead to make more movies. We have the technology. <laughs> Cue the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> da, da, da. Where's Jeff Goldblum? No? Okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It's like the whole... She hides him behind the door because it's like... She's just been accused of hanging out with men indecently. Yep. Dan refuses to leave. He's like, but baby, I want a smooch. We're engaged and I've never kissed you. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> <laughs> also 1930s. And also I want to read you a poem. Oh, as Dan. one does. Uh, so as he's doing that, Jerry starts uh, tickling her with a pencil. Yes, which is a... So- adorable she's giggling a bit inappropriately at the poem but she's just like okay okay i get it you gotta leave smooch smooch get out (laughs) get out i will see you tonight for dinner just dear god leave now (laughs) the entire time i was just like sam that's you sam (laughs) sam look (laughs) sam why? Uh-huh. So she gets a phone call in this moment from Armand. Jerry picks up the phone and Armand's like, you haven't forgotten about me. <laughs> Salaciously. Yep. But then she gets the phone. She's like, okay, 3 p.m. tomorrow? I'll meet you there. 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Are you talking like this for plot convenience, girl? Yep. 110%. <sighs> so... What does one do with that information? You go and spy on your wife. <laughs> yep. Your wife? Your somewhat wife until your somewhat 30. Wife? 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 My wife. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you just made a Borat reference, Justine. Are you I'm okay? No, I'm not. Okay. Jeez. Send help. We need to send you one of those like bottles of medicine from The Sims that just cures everything. Like that's what I feel like right now. Yeah. If I start like posting minions memes, be like something is just terribly, terribly wrong. Like put her down. Your genes have mutated. You've went full, full parenthood. Oh, gross. So he goes to, he knows where Armand is. Armand's office is. Because he looked it up in the white pages or on, on, uh. (laughs) He called the operator. Be like, hello. He just Googled it on Aunt Patsy's (laughs) Samsung phone. (laughs) Armand has a, has a guard. What? what? (laughs) Was it a guard or was it just like a random man? No, no, no. This person is credited as Armand's Japanese servant. (laughs) Okay. Actual uh, Japanese man, so. Props for diversity, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Him and uh, Carrie Grant getting a little jujitsu fight. (laughs) Which was also amazing. Because it was just all pratfalls. Yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> and you could clearly tell that it was all Cary Grant doing his own stunts, which I really appreciated. I felt yes. like this movie had everything that we love Cary Grant for in this. Mm-hmm. Vaudeville man. 
Yep. So he gets past the guard and breaks into the office, but it's not an office. He's broken into a recital. He thinks he's going to see to get the the, the pictures so that he can have yeah. his divorce cleanly. Yeah, he thinks it's like a Roger Rabbit moment, but no, it's his wife singing beautiful opera in front of people with Armand on piano. Mm-hmm. And then we get Clumsy Jerry. He's so happy. He's clumsy. And this is a gif I've seen on Twitter a lot that I use a lot. Now I know where it's from of Cary Grant falling out yeah. of the chair. Which is yes. also amazing. I'm using that as the gift for this episode. As you should. And you know, you see the smile on his face. You're like, he loves her. He loves her. He loves her. And she is looking at him breaking chairs, <laughs> breaking hearts. Breaking chairs, taking names. <laughs> She's into it. She is. Uh, so much so that later that evening, she recounts to Aunt Patsy how good the good times were with Jerry. Now, he was a man. He was a man's man. Manly man. She goes, I can't marry Daniel because I'm still in love with Jerry. Here, I've written a note. It's everything that I've expressed from my heart, but you must give it to Daniel, not I, for I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> too bougie. So bougie. So she has this idea. I don't know if it's a good idea or if it's a bad idea. She, she's like, okay, I want Armand to come over to tell Jerry that everything was fine in what happened. Like, I want that air to be cleared. So, um... There's this awkward moment. She calls Armand over, tells him the plan, and he's like, I don't know. Your husband may murder me. And she's like, no, no, no. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. But then, like, Jerry, I think, comes over too soon or something. So she, like, hides Armand in the back. And then Jerry comes over, and he's like, I'm sorry I was a dick. You know, I noticed that you and Armand, you were actually playing music and not making out. There was no sex to be had. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, I don't like that guy, and I want to murder him every time I see him, which is not good for Armand, uh, who's in the room over, you know? Mm-hmm. All the while, Lucy is like, oh, shit, I better hide Armand's hat and not tell Jerry that he's here. So there's this whole sequence with the dog. With the dog. The dog thinks that they're playing a game because they play this game a lot where they hide a treat or the ball. But now she's hidden the hat. So he's like, aha, challenge accepted. (laughs) I see you. (laughs) He climbs on top of a mirror. (laughs) This is like Xander when we had those brownies that he ate. He did not eat all of it. And then he puked some of it up. And then we had to take him to go puke the rest up from the vet. (laughs) It was a terrible time. It was. It was a tragic. We thought he was going to die. Or at least I thought he was going to die. And he didn't have brownies. (laughs) It's terrible. So, yeah, the dog grabs the hat. Jerry's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'll leave. Let me grab my hat from the dog. The dog's trying to kick me out. Ha ha ha. I puts the hat on. The hat doesn't fit. It's too big. He said, what? What's wrong with my hat? I just got it. It don't fit. It (laughs) folds over his ears. Then all of a sudden, Dan and his mom come knocking at the door to come over. So Jerry goes to hide in the back room. And for a minute, he doesn't see our mom until he turns around. And old buddy. There he is. He's just got to punch that face. He can't help it. 
so Dan and the mom are apologizing. Everybody came over to apologize, but then uh, bad shit happened. <laughs> a fight broke out. Yeah, there's an off-screen brawl, and then Armand runs out with Jerry chasing him, and so that's in front of Dan and the mom, and they're just like, uh, what's that about you not being a slutty McSlut face who hides men? <laughs> We're leaving, and our engagement is over. So she's, she's like, no sweat, great, you're gone, done with you. Dan. Dan. Go back to Oklahoma. 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 Oh, my God. It's the Midwest. (laughs) Oh, oh. I thought this was going to be like the the climax of the movie, but it's not. Yeah, I thought uh, the movie was going to be over and then we had 30 minutes left. So now we do it all over, but the opposite. (laughs) Yep. So sometime later, Lucy's reading in the paper about Jerry, who has debutante heiress that he's on vacation with named Barbara. Barbara. And uh, there's a whole lot of montage of them going to various sporting events together, Jerry and Barbara. As one does. Horse racing, gambling, other things. Lots of gambling, actually. For 1937, yeah, there's lots of gambling. And then it says in the paper, they are set to get engaged on the day his divorce is finalized. Boo, boo, bow, 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 bow. So uh, Lucy, now the jealous one, who, as we know, wants to be with Jerry, mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. to visit him, lies, and is like, oh, yeah, uh, so Dan and I, we're still getting married. We've got, like, big plans. It's going to be great. <laughs> All the big plans. Yeah, you and Barbara, you know, you're real cute. I keep seeing you in the paper. It's super cute. <laughs> I have a boyfriend, too. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, we're so happy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, that's still happening? I thought you guys would have, like, ended that once, you know, uh, me and Armand came out of your bedroom. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. We cool, we cool, we cool. <laughs> We got his mom on the right page. He's like, oh, do you want this champagne? I have it here. And, you know, it's just here. And she's like, great. Yeah. Oh, my God. This reminds me of your wedding toast. Wasn't it awesome? You, like, said you'd love me, endure me forever and ever and ever. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful wedding you and I had. (laughs) I aspire to be this petty. I really do. It's one day. That's all I, you know, that's what I'm going to ask Sam for my birthday. A divorce? No, a petty day. Just where I can be petty. Just as petty as I want. No Uh, ramifications. Oh, gosh. That's not going to work. It's it's the purge. The petty purge. The petty purge. (laughs) The petty purge. (laughs) Oh, my God. We are still the silliest when we get to make up our own context to movies. Yeah. (laughs) There are no rules. He's like, wow, yeah, it was great. It sure was swell while it lasted. Mm -hmm. Mm, Let's stare at each other longingly. Well, phone call. Lucy answers and it's Barbara. Oh, no. And Jerry's like, why the fuck did you answer my phone? Now they're just going to think something suspicious. And she's like, why would she ever think that? (laughs) The tables have turned. Tables are turned, sir. Yeah. 
So he gets on the phone with Barbara and she's like, um, who was that? <laughs> and he's like, it was my sister. <laughs> my sister, maybe? She just got back from Paris. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, great. Can I meet her? Do you think she'll be able to come for the wedding? Let's hang out. Let's do things. I'll make her a bridesmaid. And he's like, uh, no. Can we not? No, no I think she's going to go back to Paris right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. And he's like, okay, I got to go. I got to go hang out with these rich people. These are ultimate rich aristocrats. The Vances. That's how you know that they're rich. Yeah, they all hang out in tuxedos. Yeah, like they're on Downton Abbey or some shit. He goes there, makes up all excuses, being like, oh, no, my sister couldn't come. She's too sick from the long boat ride. Nope, too sick. Guess we'll have to do things without her until (laughs) Lucy arrives as Lola, the sister. And she is appearing as someone beneath everyone's station. <laughs> She's a spinster slut. She's very country to these aristocrats. She's implying that this man, Jerry, who's marrying into this family, is also someone. Trash. Trashy McTrash face. All the trash. yeah shut up shut up (laughs) you shut up (laughs) woman shut up (laughs) i married you (laughs) you did according to your aunt (laughs) okay lola i'm using air quotes lola infers that jerry is a big drinker and that their dad didn't attend princeton but he was a groundskeeper <gasps> they are blue collar working oh goodness, people the children of laborers oh, they get their hands dirty pretty much they're like okay uh so lola what do you do and she tells them that she performs she pretty much takes dixie bell lee's story and makes it her own Mm -hmm. she's like i perform at this place and i sing this song do you want to hear it (laughs) because you're gonna (laughs) she's acting like she's like straight up drunk too that's the other thing she's not drinking at all she just pertains that she is a big lush yep so she performs the song that dixie does which is a burlesque number So, yeah, they are greatly offended of what is happening in their mansion. (laughs) The greatest of offense. So Jerry just drags her away and she's still like pretending to be drunk. And so when he's like, where's your car? She's like, I got it. I got it. And he's like, you are not fit to drive. I'll take you. Where are we going? She's like, I'm going to the cabin. And um, she becomes like this really loud nuisance. She takes the, the volume knob off the car radio 
so that it's blaring and the cops come over being like, hey, you can't do that. This is New York. <laughs> that was excellent. Props to you <laughs> for Thank that. Thank you. Whenever they're just like, we're leaving, we're leaving. They drive off. They're a continuous loud nuisance. And then they get pulled over by two motorcycle cops. And then the best scene ever happens where mm-hmm. Cary Grant is sitting on the top of the handlebars <laughs> of the motorcycle for the cops after they are, they convince the cops to give them a ride to the cabin. Yeah, she tells the cops that Jerry is the drunk one. So they pull him away to do a little sobriety test. She releases the brake on the car. So the car, because they've got all the money to burn, let's just throw the car off the cliff. <laughs> Anything for love. <laughs> They're like, okay. You don't have a car. You're very drunk. And she's just like, well, just take us to the cabin. It's just like up the road. Yeah. So they um, go to the cabin. She immediately is like end of the facade, the facade of her drunkenness being like, hello, how do you do? Nice to meet you. I'm bougie again. Because her father there has been like, uh, this is who they say they are. It's cool. They're fine. Everything's cool. The cops just leave them there. Uh, so they uh, retire for the evening. It's been a long night. They're in their single bedrooms, which are adjoining rooms. Mm -hmm. They have a door between them. Uh, But the door is uh, really rattly. It doesn't close. No. Every so often, because it's so rattly, it just like swings open on its own. Mm -hmm. As you do sometimes, you know. As you do. So uh, they see each other in their jam jams. Their jimmy jams. And uh, Carrie Grant is rocking the, the single nightgown dress yep. Ayo. <laughs> also we have to mention now that a uh, cuckoo clock which is hanging in her room above the door it's creepy as fuck yeah but it also time is important in this scene because they're like oh hey look in half an hour we won't be married anymore ha 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 uh so we see the clock when it chimes it's them as like the little like german figurines walk out of the the clock mm-hmm. and do a little turn and go back in like their little clock houses, their separate clock doors. <laughs> but it is them. It's the actors. Yeah. It's weird. Superimposed in a cuckoo clock. Uh, so they are lying in bed, not sleeping, just staring at the door, mm-hmm. just willing it open with their minds. As you do. At one point, the cat is blocking it and she's just like, get the fuck out, cat ruining my chances to get laid <laughs> get the fuck out of here cat she says some cryptic shit to him about like if things weren't the way they are they could be like the way they were but i feel the same as the way they were right now like be direct please just, just say just say what you want so he leaves and comes back like all this thing and she's like you're all confused now aren't you and he's like um you know, things could be the same again, possibly, but mm-hmm. different. Possibly, maybe. I don't know. And then there's something where she's like, there's only one thing that bothers me. And then she like looks at the door and then like, it's this lock. And so he puts the chair in front of the door, but he's in her side of the room. <gasps> oh. And then we go see the cuckoo clock. Instead of the little figurines going back into their own little doorways, his figurine follows hers her into, her into little bed. doorway. 
Yes, they could not show them getting into bed with each other because censors of the time. Mm -hmm. So they thought of this on set. Like one of the crew members was like, well, what if it's in the clock? And they're like, yes, okay, we can finish this movie. (laughs) It's a little bit of an awkward ending. Yes. Because you're just like, oh, it stopped. Movie stopped. (laughs) Well, if you don't understand uh, the time period that we're in, like the restrictions mm-hmm. that they are in because now it's like we can see a naked penis on HBO like yeah yeah five of them yeah. on screen yeah they couldn't even kiss for more than 3 seconds yeah you can't show a man and a woman in a bed together yeah skin could not touch skin ever <laughs> sex did not exist no i mean like they were married for how long? I don't think they ever saw each other in their jam jams. <laughs> their jimmy jams. Jimmy jams. Jimmy jam, 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 jam. That's the movie. It ends abruptly. It does. But it, it gives you nuggets. Gives you nuggets. The awful truth was that they still loved each other. Mm-hmm. It was awful. So, I guess uh, now's the time where we rate this movie. You know, I am like, it's so close to, but like not as good as His Girl Friday. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, there's, like we said, there's a lot of this type of film at this time. So, it's like, it's got to be like near perfection to match up with some of them. And for me, it wasn't like, it was good, but it wasn't like perfect, perfect, you know? No, I I think it was a really good, like, use of our emergency declaration Mm -hmm. here because it really reminded you of where where it all came from and that bad movies did exist then. Like, like, let's not beat around the bush on that. Like, not even just bad. Average movies exist. Yeah, I mean, it's a studio system. They're churning them out. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's good for us to remind ourselves that because, I mean, we've come a long way since the beginning of the, of the podcast itself where we had so many mm-hmm. on Netflix that just we had all of this content that we didn't even really get to go through all of it because it's now not on a streaming service that we can easily access. When we were going through these these years, we were really mostly picking the best of the best. We we did get so many good ones in a row because all of the fat was kind of cold. So it's kind of nice mm-hmm. to go back and see, oh yeah, this is like this reminds me of why we loved the movies that we loved, but it wasn't as good as that. I agree with that. So I'm gonna give this movie Three and a half random coal mine maps. I love it. Beautiful. (laughs) It's a product of its time. I'm going to give this movie a solid three and three fourths. I almost went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three and three fourths squeaky toys. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Wow. No, I think it was good i love exploring cinema history it Mm -hmm. gives me such good feelings to do so yeah well if you if you like this adventure i think that that we should do this more yeah and definitely if you haven't checked out our back catalog do it there's so much (laughs) back in the day when we didn't even have microphones Uh uh-huh really shitty audio quality cutaways you know you want it (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Uh, we have a male bag. A male thing. A man. <laughs> <laughs> a man. <laughs> you got a man in the mail. Mm, not Do yet. tell. <laughs> Do tell. Okay, we we've got a review on the internet on iTunes. It's from Allison from Art History for All. I like her. She's my bud. She comes visits. She lives here in LA. And I don't because I live so far away outside of the valley. <laughs> she lives in the valley. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got, uh, okay, so back to the review uh, titled Fantastic. Or like, how does the doctor say it? That's Nine's catchphrase. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. Okay. Five stars. So funny with such a unique perspective and really attentive to the practical aspects and details of filmmaking. Way different from your average movie review podcast in all the best ways. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we're very, um, we can't have normal lives watching movies because we make movies in the end. <laughs> Pretty much. We've talked about it where we get like super stuck on stuff sometimes. At least I do. I'm like that was a really bad edit. Yeah, yes. Thank you for appreciating our neuroticism. Next time on the podcast, we are back to 2003. We're watching Under the Tuscan Sun. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It'll be a movie that I watch is how I feel. <laughs> Life offers you a thousand chances. All you have to do is take one. What? Ew. Why? Or take them all. Or just live life. Tagline, sir. Let's wrap this mother up okay do you listener like this podcast you like it so much hey become a patron give us your money uh, <laughs> this is a stick up <laughs> yeah travel over to <laughs> patreon.com slash gutaways podcast please <laughs> support no, us we, monetarily we, we're mobsters now we don't ask please oh not please. I, I don't know how to. <laughs> you are from Providence, Rhode Island. You should know how to do this. I was never good at being rude. That's why they kicked me out of the state. <laughs> uh, that's valid. I understand. Okay. Um. Yeah, we've got stuff over on the, the Patreon. Some bonus materials and things and thangs and merch and thangs. Thangs? Thangs. Get that know. thing. If you're ever lost and need to find every single thing that we have ever done, go to our website. <laughs> it's thecutaways.com. Ashley made it and it's great. It's you got blogs like it. and other things. Yeah. We're on social media. We have a really cool uh, Facebook group. It's called the Cutaways Blanket Fort. We've been talking about memes lately. <laughs> Like, since its inception. If you like rom-com memes and any other silly stuff that we talk about. And BuzzFeed quiz. That's one yeah. another thing we're good at. <laughs> Join us there. We're on other places on social media, like Twitter, regular Facebook, which, whatever. Uh, Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you left us some comments. Tell us what you think. Leave us a rating and subscribe to us so that all of our episodes will enter your phone automatically. <laughs> or whatever you choose to listen on. People don't always listen on their phones. Yeah. Find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. Even on Spotify. <laughs> I love that that's our new go-to. 
<laughs> it used to be it's Stitcher. Fancy. Now it's Spotify. Yeah, let us know if you're a fan of Cary Grant. We'd love to chat with you and have conversations that are entirely in GIF form. Hit us up. Thank you. That's what we do. Thank you for joining me, Ashley, on this late evening. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go eat now. Like I'm I'm literally yeah. with it. Like, can you I am fully yeah. Indiana Jonesing here. <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> okay, go eat. Bye! Bye. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Rhonda. And we're two wine-loving, psych-nerd, long-distance friends who host the podcast Wine Mind, where each episode we break down a psychology topic while getting buzzed on a bottle of wine. And sometimes we make up words. Have you ever poured back a few glasses of wine and found yourself wondering, why is wine so awesome? Why is it so hard to make friends in adulthood? What's the difference between a psychopath and a sociopath? If so, then Wine Mind is the podcast for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And check out our website at winemindpodcast.com. You can also find us on the social medias as at Wine Mind Podcast. So uncork a bottle and join us. Cheers! Cheers.